When it comes to buying a home, everybody's got an opinion. And in fact, Stephanie in this interview is going to talk to us about how two years ago she was told that she would need 30% down because she was a VA buyer and nobody wanted to use a VA loan. Well, she ended up diving into her spreadsheets and working on her own. And she and her husband were trying to figure out a place for them and their two kids to move into. Fast forward to the happy ending here. Listen to how she reached out to us, found herself a unicorn, closed on December 22nd, and got to celebrate Christmas in a brand new home, not with 30% down, with zero down. Play the music. What is happening, gang? I'm so excited about this. We've got yet another first-time home buyer. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please say hello to Stephanie. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm excited. Wonderful. Uh, okay, so first of all, tell everybody where in the country you bought a house. Uh, we bought in Garner, North Carolina, so right outside uh, Raleigh, which most people will be familiar with. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so my uh, little trick here is I always like to ask your biggest secret first, uh, your biggest hack, your biggest learning, your biggest lesson. What was the what was the biggest piece of buying a home that afterwards you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe or this happened. What was it? Yeah. Oh, man. OK, so um, I think the biggest one for us was that it wasn't as daunting as we thought it was going to be. My husband and I went right. We purchased our home. And that was coming out of the fog and just coming out of the other side. It was like, holy cow, that was kind of, you know, easier, way easier than we thought it was going to be. So, yeah. You know, I would love to say that um, that's shocking, but uh, uh, and I, I don't like to set people up to say it's super easy. You know, if you've got $700,000 in debt and you are have a part time job, it's going to be really hard. But. Uh, there, there are a lot of people out there that have jobs that are stable and are renting, and I like to make sure that they understand that. Uh, and you don't know if you don't know, so you got to ask the questions. So that's a great way, place for us to start. Go back, start at the beginning. What was your research process? There are people out there that are just listening right now going, okay, what do I do? What did you learn about researching that was good? And what did you learn that like, oh my God, I wasted so much time. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It's such a good question and an important one because I do felt like we wasted a lot of time researching. And Hey, by the <sighs> way, when I said it was easier, it's, it's very much, it was easier than we thought. It was not easy, right? There's still a lot of work in the research that you kind of have to go through and, and really understand. But one of the biggest things is we spent a lot of time trying to do everything on our on our own, we didn't know that we could contact a realtor or we can contact, you know, um, the partner so that we can start to talk about our, our credit and, and what that looks like and what debt to ratio debt income is about. Um, we started researching now all that from square one, you know, you do your Google searches, right? You're like, what do I need to buy? How much of a home can I buy making this amount of money? And we started there. And then it kind of rolled into, okay, well, what kind of credit score do I need? And when Google presents these this information, 
I found that it was very one singular focused, I guess is the right way to explain it. Each market in the different areas are so nuanced. And especially with having the VA loan that we used, you know, that I, we qualified with my income alone and not my husband's and, you know, like knowing all that information with just partnering with Colleen, our realtor, who, who you graciously connected me with, um, all that information I wish I knew cut out of the gate and just partnered with her from the beginning instead of wasting two years, right. And working on our credit and, and trying to line up all the ducks in a row so we can be quote unquote ready. Stephanie, I I can't even begin to explain to you. I, how amazing that statement is to me. Um, I've, I've worked so hard to help people understand that and like quietly what you don't know. So you, the listener out there don't know. Uh, when Stephanie and I got on together to do this, uh, I actually ended up having to readjust the camera before we got started because all week long, I've been having Zooms and the camera was in a different position. And I have been talking to the unicorns about why I started this podcast. And I started this podcast because when I Googled first time home buyer, I got 19 pages in and I didn't see one realtor. It was all potential lending stuff. It was all that generic, singular focused, one size fits all stuff that you're talking about. And I told all my unicorns today, I was like, and yesterday and the day before, said, guys, we're different. That's why we're unicorns. I didn't call us horses. There are a lot of horses. We're unicorns. People need to know and understand. And I'm glad you found my podcast when you did because the two-year discussion would have been a three-year discussion. Mm-hmm. But instead, we got to Colleen. But but I hope everyone understands that. So during, let everybody understand where you were. Like, where were you two years ago? Were you unemployed and in massive amounts of debt? Or did you guys have careers started? And were you renting? Where were you two years ago to get to the point when you contacted me? Sure. So two years ago, we did have some debt, right? We had student loan debt. We had some credit cards. We had auto loans, um, you know, kind of the the very, I don't know if we want to call it regular, but a lot of people have this experience where they have those types of debts. Um, it's regular. It's yes, yeah. <laughs> in America and Canada, it's regular. So okay. don't worry about it. No need to quantify. Okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we, we had debt. Um, we also had low credit score. And, and just the uneducated um, portion of, of what that really meant for us. You know, they don't teach it in school. We didn't really keep up with it. And then when we went to look at it, we were like, whoops, you know, we really let that go and, and are not prepared. Another thing that we experienced two years ago is the market was very, very different. People were putting in cash offers, um, you know, way over market price. And we were trying to use our my VA loan. I spent eight years in the army and we were very excited to be able to leverage that in our experience. And then we connected with a realtor, you know, just a guy that, you know, we, you know, we reached out to him. We're like, Hey, you know, I think we're ready to buy a house or we want to start to plan. Can I talk to you? He got on the phone with us and said, Hey, you don't make enough money. Um, you know, you need to be put at least 30% down. And also nobody's taking a VA home loan right now. So don't even think about using that. Uh, so we were very, very discouraged with all of those things. And, 
you know, we thought we just had so much work to do to try and save up 30%. We didn't have 30% in the bank. You know, um, we didn't have the income for it. my husband as well. He was, he's an entrepreneur. Um, and we had to prove his income in a way that we weren't prepared to do two years ago. So that was a big, big awakening for us. Okay. I have lots of questions about that, but the first thing I, that the, probably the listeners want to know is, okay, two years ago, you thought it was 30%. What did you end up putting down for this purchase? We put nothing down. Say that again. We put nothing down. <laughs> we put hey, nothing two down. Two years ago, somebody told you you had to have 30% and now you did it for nothing. I want to reiterate to everybody, when did you guys close? We closed in December, December 22nd. Okay, I want to reiterate to everyone. Yes, December last year. Ooh, tw- ooh, 2222. That's cool. Yeah. Although that was a lull time, the market did not change that much that you had to have 30 in 2020 and you had, and, but you could then magically do zero in 2022. That's the difference between the knowledge base of the person that you were talking to. No offense, please, to the other person that you knew, uh, but, um, well, they were wrong. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, potentially maybe you did some work on your credit score and things like that, but, you know, I just, I, I just had a guy um, in the How to Buy a Home Facebook group mm-hmm. that was like, why is nobody taking VA loans? And I said to him, I said, love you been talking to you on this group forever but i don't know your realtor i don't know if they're a unicorn the presentation of the offer to show that my va loan is just as strong as that 20 percent down and what people don't understand is your va loan presented by colleen who is a huge agent in that area her and her team has a reputation that carries a lot more cachet as they like to say and the, as long as the lender is following up behind the offer and says, yeah, it's VA, it's zero down, but they're doing zero down because they can. This person put their life on the line for the country. I saw a great meme today. I posted it in the Facebook group. Uh, I think in response to this guy, it was a picture of a bunch of guys like in battle and it said, here's my down payment and you deserve it. Uh, and your team has to be able to show that Yes, we're zero down, but this is, first of all, a gift to our country and a gift to the people who serve it. But I'm going to pretend like this is some sleazy investor and show you that they are just as solid and have all the money in place. So did you guys have to come up with the closing costs on your own? We did. Yeah. The seller, you know, they put a portion of it up. We did the, uh, is it called a buy, buy down, buyback program? For the which, loan program to lower your interest rate? Yes. Yes. We yeah. Did that. And then that's in addition a buy to down. That, buy down. Yes. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. So we Don't did worry that. About and it. then in addition to that, um, they did a, uh, they put in a portion to the closing costs and then we ended up uh, just coming up with the rest. So, all right. So the way it works is you have to come up with your down payment, and your closing costs. Then mm-hmm. you can ask the seller to give you credits. Now in this market, everybody Stephanie and her husband closed in twenty in the end of 2022, and it was December. People selling their home by December 22nd are desperate. So they, they, they had the opportunity. They were a little bit more on the driver's seat. 
Um, mm-hmm. So they got to ask for a little bit of the credit back. That can happen, especially if presented by a good team. The buy down is really cool because rates were like at seven back then. Um, you use the cash to lower your interest rate for the first two or three years. And between me and you, Stephanie, that's going to work out awesome because the way the government is working, probably in the next couple of years, we're going to see rates get back down to five-ish. So then you're just going to be able to refinance right into that. So Planning to, yep. Yep. Okay, did you guys move in right away or did you have to uh, let them stay there through Christmas? They were already moved out. So the um, sellers were moved out. It was uh, cleaned, repainted. You know, it was really one of those turnkey situations where we just got to walk right in. So it was the best Christmas gift that we gave our children ever. We were in. Wait a minute. So you close on the twenty second, and the kids got to wake up at the new place. Yes. Yep. Tell me all about that. Did you guys? Did you? Did you get a tree like last minute? Or did you transfer your tree? <laughs> we got a tree last minute because we were packing the house, right? We, we were. Of so course. One amazing thing. I have to tell you this because Colleen, our realtor, Please. I mean, she was just so special and knew exactly what we wanted. We got connected. I think you and I, David, we talked in uh, October. You connected with me, Colleen. Um, we were connecting through November. November, I was looking at houses through, you know, all the houses that she was sending my way. I gave her a list. I'm a spreadsheet person. I, I listen to your podcast, you know, when you have, you know, your spreadsheet people on. I'm a spreadsheet person. Had my spreadsheet. Nice. And, uh, you know, I narrowed it down. I said, Colleen, I have my top five. She said, let's go to lunch. I, and we went to lunch. I said, this is my number one choice. She got on at the table at lunch and said, can we come look at it right now? It's sold. My number one choice, it's sold that literally that day. So I said, okay, here's my number two and my number three. She took us that day from lunch to those locations. We checked them out and we gave ourselves time to like experience that, you know, going and seeing the different homes that we were interested in, but that our number two choice, it was like, we just knew it was it. And she called me the next day and she said, let's put in the, I feel good about it. Let's do it. And Hey, let's do it a 30 day. So you can be in there by Christmas. So our realtor, I mean, just pushed so we can be within that 30 days and our kids can be in, wake up in our new home. (laughs) We surprised them. They did not know we were purchasing a new home, wake up in the new house and we went and got a tree and, and yeah, it was really special. And, and Colleen is a big time realtor gang. And like, she has had these conversations over and over and over again. And God bless all the new kids. Stephanie, you're probably 25 years younger than me. All right. (laughs) But, you know, oh, wait, you've got two kids. That would be a little, unless you, unless they're really young. Um, (laughs) uh, But you look it. So good for you, girl. Eight years in the (laughs) army. Yeah. All right. Um, (laughs) Not quite. And there are a lot of great agents that are millennial age and they're doing a good job. But when you're talking about somebody who has the experience, whether you're working with a Colleen or working with somebody on Colleen's team, but the fact that she knew how to pick up the phone, how to make those phone calls and mm-hmm. how to get you guys in by Christmas. Oh, that's so exciting. That's incredible. Okay. Spreadsheet person. Yes. Because I love that. One of the things I was talking to all the unicorns this week about is helping people. I want to talk to Stephanie and her husband two years ago. So Mm -hmm. I want my podcast to get out to those people out there. 
what do you think would be the important thing two years out on your spreadsheet back then to help you prepare for when you're ready to go look at homes? What were the, what are the sort of things that you did? You said you had, we talked about the normal debt, but um, what were some of the things that you guys did on your own that maybe with some guidance and a proper spreadsheet, now that you have hindsight, you could have done more efficiently? I think uh, the time saver would have been understanding our credit at an earlier time. Yeah. Good debt, right? Revolving debt, debt to income ratio. All of those things that you can connect with with somebody that really knows what they're talking about and you're not just kind of taking a stab in the dark. Um, we spent a lot of time trying to pay things off. And what that does, it creates this cycle of, okay, save, save, save. And then a few months down, okay, now we can pay this one off. And then you kind of start to knock down that list when all along, really, you could have been focusing on the important ones to pay off or, you know, yep. a, a portion of that. So a certain percent is still there, but it's not as harmful. I think that on my spreadsheet would have been number one. Yeah, because you, if you, if on your spreadsheet, you had taken all your debts and you'd put uh, the end as let's say like a 20% mm -hmm. um, as opposed to a zero balance, then yep. you could have paid them off quicker and went and, and then checked in with Colleen and the lending team to say, okay, no, not everything's gone, but everything's below 20%. And they might go, oh, your credit scores up because if you pay everything down to zero, it's going to take you longer to get from one to the next one. But if you pay them all down to 20%, of course, there's variables with that. If one of them's a 28% interest rate and the other one's a 4% interest rate, you might want to adjust that. But, yeah. you know, being able to, that's that's one of my goals now for this next year is to help people with our, our last lease ever program. And we're going to try to develop some some specific web uh, uh, spreadsheets. Um, not me, thank you. But um, <laughs> but I've got people that are going to help me and develop spreadsheets where you understand, you know, what's really important because doing it on your own, like you said, Google's going to give you those generic, singularly focused, one size fits all answers. Um, now, were you guys working on saving at the same time? Or were you, or did you reduce all the debt and then start your savings? Or did you do that weird balancing act where you try to do both at the same time? It was debt focused. We weren't, if we were saving, it was only to pay off debt. And literally up to the, the day that I called the lender, we were doing that, you know, and then we got on the phone and they were like, you are, we're okay. Here's, hey, just adjust this one thing here and you're good to go. And I was like, oh, I thought we were going to spend another year with Colleen and the lender. And uh, that wasn't the case. I mean, they just kind of like, light bulb moment, let me know that, yeah, you don't have all this work to do. Let's just adjust some things and you, you're good to go. So a year turned into days and turned into you writing an offer in a matter of weeks. Exactly. And to everyone out there, I want you to know that if you haven't been spending two years paying down your debt, you could still reach out now. And instead of two years, it would be one year. It's just a more efficient way to run it. And, you know, especially you spreadsheet nerds, God love you. And you know, Stephanie, the nerd is an endearing term to me, right? I know it. I know it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk to us about uh, what, 
was what was enticing to you about using the VA loan? Yeah, the option to use the VA loan, um, the most enticing thing was the zero down, right? It just made sense in our mind to be able to leverage that so that we can start off with feeling healthy about making our monthly mortgage payments. You know, that's yeah. something that it's is just you want to feel confident that like, okay, well, we didn't have to put tens of thousands of dollars down. Now we have our savings to be able to use for the first few months, the first few years of making that mortgage payment and even, hey, making a little bit of a higher mortgage payment. Um, so that was the most enticing thing. What's your, uh, was it a significant difference between the rent that you were paying into the new full mortgage? It was. Um, we were very lucky uh, in that we found somebody who very much believed in giving back to the community and not kind of inflating with the market. So our rent stayed the same for the six years that we stayed there. So, um, Whoa. Was, yes. Yeah. So we were lucky in that, but, um, you know, we were living in a cottage with two, two kids and, and they're not littles They're My son is graduating next, next week. So I'm very proud about that. And congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yes. And, and, but He's a big boy. You know, we needed more space and the trade-off was well worth it. We went from paying, um, you know, around a thousand dollars a month, which is insane for, uh, we had three bedrooms. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now double that. So not too much, but yeah, it's double. Okay. So then, uh, Ooh, my math brain is going crazy. Uh, by the way, congratulations, Mama. I don't know what I'm supposed to say or not say, Mom, but um, you don't look like you have a high schooler. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, or graduating high schooler. Um, good jeans. Good jeans. All right. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> me, it's a skin regimen and those little eye patches Lots and all that hydration. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Lots of hydration. <laughs> okay, so you got you got my math, you got my math brain going crazy. Um mm -hmm. so first of all, uh, being being double the thousand dollars is still a relatively low mortgage payment. Yes. Um, especially with zero down. So yes. I know where you live. You didn't buy something for seventy five thousand dollars. Like you bought a significant home. Why two years ago when you were paying a thousand dollars a month? What was the reason for you that you started looking into home ownership? The reason was that in the house that we were living in we knew that they were eventually going to have to upgrade it, right? Old college, downtown Raleigh. We could walk downtown. We love the culture. It was old in there. You know, it was an old house. And then we started looking around and we we're like, well, let's just get into something newer. You know, um, we can rent a bigger house or a newer house. And then we saw the price of that rent in a newer house or a bigger house. And like I said before, we were incredible incredibly lucky. The position that we were in it is a position of privilege, right? And I do very much understand that, but it allowed us to save. It allowed us to pay off the debt. But when we were ready to pivot, we saw just, it just as much, if not more of a price range in renting somebody else's home as we're paying now in owning our own home. I can't believe I've been doing this for four years on the podcast and 17 years total, and I've never put this equation together that I'm always thinking, well, your rent's high, and then they raise it another $300, and that's the main reason people end up calling me. Oh, my gosh. You were in the exact opposite situation, but when you realize that your cushy 
wonderfully, and I appreciate how humble mm-hmm. you are about it, but your, 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 uh, you know, very fortunate situation was about to go away. It took that to make you realize, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then that made you think, well, maybe I can look at another option because if I'm going to be paying that much anyway, um, what was it that you were looking for in the house? What did you find and what did you compromise on in your final purchase? I know it was your number two, uh, yeah. but then I know spreadsheet, you still had to go check everything out because you weren't about to buy the second home and just be done, right? You had to <laughs> exactly. you had to make sure, right? Yes. So my top five, it came from a list of um, 30 or so houses that I physically drove to from my house. I, 30 houses. I just went and took the drive to it. Um, and what that Good allowed girl. me to do, location, um, traffic, uh, just area when you you see the pictures online, they want to make it as beautiful as possible, right? When you get up and now you, they didn't get the picture of the gutter that's underneath your driveway or, you know, the mm-hmm. dumpster that's right next to your house, you know, the, so that allowed me to narrow it down to five. One of the things that we went into it thinking is that we wanted a new build, we wanted to start fresh. We want a new build. We want you know, squeaky clean house. Um, but as we found quickly found out, um, you know, the new build houses, the yard is like this big, you know, they're trying to fit yes. as much as they can into as small of an area. Uh, and we really valued having a yard. We have animals, we're animal lovers. We also really like to entertain. We, we're social people. So we wanted enough space for people to just come and hang out and feel comfortable. Even my, our number one choice and, and now where we landed in our number two home, which is our number one home now, um, <laughs> it's 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 an older building. It's about ten years old, right? So I, I think we compromised in just kind of our idea of having this squeaky new shiny home into something that we really really love. That's a little bit older, but has the yard, has the you know the space, has the garage, everything that we were really, really looking for. I just one of my last interviews was with a. a a couple in Reno and, and he was a doctor and, uh, he was thinking new build, new build, new build. And then he was like, Oh, the yards are all small. <laughs> That's, you know, unless you're out in, in a very rural area or you're or way up in the price point, most of your starter homes, the new builds look at it like Legos, you know, they get this square of land and they want to stick as many Legos on there because each one is $400,000, $400,000, $400,000. If they give you a big yard, they can't charge you $800,000 just because you have a bigger yard, but they can squeeze you in. So that's why the resales are are something that um, can be very enticing and, and something that I'm glad. And I love that you did the drive-bys. I was just like, yay, that's, uh, <laughs> you learn stuff, you know, you, you, can, you can get pretty, pretty stalkery right now with Google satellite and street view, but there's still nothing like getting in your car and doing it yourself. Um, yeah. Okay. So you've been in since Christmas. Yeah. Thank you very much for taking the time during the interview during graduation season. I know you, my house is a mess right now with <laughs> the end of the year school stuff. So I, I appreciate it. How how are you settling in? Is there anything that that you've learned that you can tell people like, oh, when you buy a house, you know, these are the things that happen to us in the first six months? Yes. So, um, you know, the garbage disposal, it, I now know how to fix a garbage disposal. I guess <laughs> don't 
don't let the glass go in the garbage disposal. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it's the little things that you kind of hear about. You know, once you become a homeowner, you're responsible for it. We thought we were going to come in and like furnish everything and paint everything and make it our own. You know, you have this kind of dream idea in your head of like, oh, I'm just, I cannot wait to get in there. And it's exhausting and it takes a very much long time and hiring painters is expensive. So then you try to do it on your own and it takes a whole day to do one wall. So yeah, I think that is our biggest learning lesson is that we have to take our time. We're trying to uh, do one room at a time. Um, And since it is an older build, you know, things looking at things like the water heater, uh, the the roof, you know, we, the inspectors kind of gave us an idea on timeline for those things, but now we're looking at the deck and, you know, when you first walk into the home and you're doing the walkthrough, everything looks perfect and it's so exciting. And then I stepped on my deck yesterday and I was like, what is that over there? (laughs) You know, so (laughs) small things. Well, it's uh, two big, two big, great things out of that that I've heard from a lot of the buyers I've worked with over the years. Number one, your inspection is a to-do list. Mm-hmm. Ask all kinds of questions. Listen. People end up listening and just trying to figure out if they should buy the home or not. What I tell people is if, if everything seems to be going well in the inspection, then go back to the top of the page and go through everything with them and say, okay, what would you fix first you know and if they're like the water heater's got five years cool then you can go a room at a time for a year or two but if they Mm -hmm. say the water heater's got six months then you know you have to figure out if you're going to do that on under home warranty but um yeah in in my house there's there it's very much um every time we want to start a project my wife just takes the plural off of everything when i go (laughs) okay this weekend we're doing the closets. She goes, which one? Which closet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, because she goes, as soon as you get in there, you're going to say, oh my God, I saw this one house last week and had this cool thing. And then you're going to make us either build that or buy that. And then Saturday will be over. So pick one, David. Um, Smart woman. <laughs> <so>, Smart woman. <laughs> yes, she knows. She knows. Or as she likes to tell me, as I start to talk, she goes, great. When are we hiring somebody? she knows i sell them i don't i don't fix them um this has been chalk full of information you are i mean i i can't i thank you so much for this so you're uh uh, so many things you said were such great pieces for everybody to learn um i think everybody understanding that they they have a saying in real estate it's it's not easy but it can be simple I think that's like, I appreciate you quantifying that and saying, you know, no, no, it was easier than we thought. But it, in general, if you don't have somebody there guiding you to hold your hand and show you, um, a lot of us don't realize our, our potential. You know, if, if you're an adult raising kids who are graduating high school, you're doing something right. So, you know, you're in the position and thank God you had that VA loan. Um, I, this has been fantastic. Is there, is there anything else that I left out? Anything that you want to share with the people? Well, I wanted to thank you again, David. I, and for people that are just tuning in, um, you know, there is an order which you gave me that I started to listen to the episodes that was helpful. Um, and it allowed me to really, this was my first step in really kind of the unveiling of, I can do this. 
right? Like this podcast was my first step. And I hope that others listening can really identify with that and and take that forward and really truly believe that they can do this because we didn't have the example. We didn't have people that could answer our questions. Um, But if you get connected to the right people that can answer your questions, it's, it's life-changing. So thank you. Well, as I appreciate that. That means the world to me. And uh, I want to make sure that you understand that you now will be the example for somebody else. So I hope that uh, any of our veterans out there who are trying to figure out what to do, especially, you know, when you're out and now you're trying to figure out how to use your VA loan and you're hearing all those dirty, nasty, bad rumors. Yeah, some people do make it harder than it should be. But if you have the right team, a VA loan is just like any other loan. And I've had situations where I've had buyers accepted because it was a VA loan. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pride and a lot of people that want to not necessarily help somebody out, but if you're the same as somebody else's offer, as long as I, your real estate team, can show this is legit, then there are people that are going to choose you over another offer just because they feel indebted. We live in a free free place because of you. So thank you very much there. Whew, can you tell my dad was a 30-year Navy guy? Did you hear that just come <laughs> out of me right there? I love it. <laughs> he'd, he'd be so proud of me. Thank you so much, Stephanie. This has been great. Everybody rewind and listen to this like nine times. I can't teach you any more than she did. Thanks, gang. See you next time. Homies, that was an amazing interview. And those of you guys watching on video, you can see I have my notes in front of my hand. This is going to be a little haphazard. I'm just going to read straight from my notes. Um, I was scribbling. I was so excited. Can you hear that? That's the paper. Stephanie was, I, I say it all the time, but, and again, once again, I mean it. Go back and listen to what Stephanie said. There are so many pieces that you can learn in that. Uh, you know, a VA loan who was told that she wasn't able to purchase and then two years later reached out to us and in a matter of weeks got in the home and she got in the home before Christmas. That was so exciting. Researching on your own, that was what she said was the biggest thing that she learned. I know that you guys have been doing this and I know that you you think that you should do this so that you don't get ripped off. Uh, so that nobody can tell you what to do. Here's a little secret about Unicorn Nation. If you come into Unicorn Nation and you feel like you're being pushed and you're not comfortable and you tell them, a unicorn will tell you no and just say, great, then we're not going to do it. That's the difference between someone who's working with you for your goals as opposed to someone who's working with you to pay their mortgage. A unicorn doesn't need you to close on their home to pay their mortgage. A unicorn needs you to be happy with the service so that you refer them and recommend them to other people over and over and over again. So Stephanie said that Colleen helped them because they spent too much time on Google and Google was giving them single focused information. That's the words she used. I say all the time, it's one size fits all. It's generic. She had no idea how much her loans were hurting her. She had no idea how much the credit was hurting her. And most importantly, how quickly she could adjust and fix the credit. By doing it on her own, yes, she got it done. But it probably could have been done a lot easier with a lot less stress and a lot faster if she had been working with someone who could just give you the guidance. 
Uh, unfortunately, it's not specific. I have to ask you 87 questions before I can give you the correct guidance. So even if you Google something, I'm pretty sure you're not putting 87 pieces of information in there. You're just Googling and reading an article. Um, okay, so looking back, she said if she'd been partnered from the beginning, it would have been better. Um, she talked about uh, the the VA and the market changes and, and understanding that the VA loan was something that was very important to them uh, and understanding that they thought that it was going to be something that would take them another year. But when they talked to a unicorn, she reached out in October and was writing offers in November and closed three days before Christmas. So a spreadsheet person like that could have benefited by reaching out to Colleen in 2018. Forget 2020, 2021, she could have done it years ago and been working the system to get you the most efficient, the most options, and to, but that's not a sentence the way I just fr structured that. See what happens when I work off the notepad? Um, but you can get the most options. You can understand and get the best deals, save the most money because you've had somebody walking you through exactly where you need to go. And of course, her talking about the new builds and the smaller yards, that's an important piece of information. Uh, um, Stephanie also talked about, you know, understanding what's important to you. Uh, new builds, nice. She even said, I can't remember her words, what was it, shiny and fancy? That seems enticing at first, but then you start looking at houses and you realize what's more important, shiny and fancy, or as she said, so being a social person with a place that you can entertain, being animal lovers and having a place for them to be. So suddenly a house that's 10 years old, maybe even 20 or 30 years old, but having that extra space, the only way to understand all that is, yeah, you guys can all do this on your own. I'm pretty sure that a lot of you out there could do a ton of stuff on your own. But as my doctor a few episodes ago said, Dr. John and, and Richard, uh, don't WebMD. <laughs> don't try to diagnose it yourself. Go talk to the professional and they'll be able to give you different details and understanding. I've said on the podcast before that newer homes are going to offer smaller yards. So if you've listened to the podcast, hopefully that's some information that I've been able to help you get. Doing the drive-bys was a really important thing. And Probably the biggest piece of this whole interview for me was, was two big things. Well, three big things. One, do your research early. Two, both these last two things are unicorn things. Imagine sitting at a table with your guide in anything, not just your realtor, your guide in anything, having lunch and saying, boy, I'd really like to know about this or this. Well, in Stephanie's case, they said, yeah, we'd like to know about these two homes. Colleen, with a great reputation and an understanding of how to speak to other agents, picked up the phone and got the questions right there at the lunch table and was able to know exactly what to do and then get appointments and go see those homes. And then I, I think she even said one of those ended up being the one they purchased. And she said it kind of briefly and kind of quickly, but the third most important thing, uh, actually, you know what? I wrote this down. I don't know if she said it in the interview. This might've been us talking after the interview. When they were having problems with their loan, not only did they speak to the lender, they got to speak to the president of the loan company. I think that was not in the interview. I'm an old man, drink, so I don't really know exactly what happened. Uh, but she told me that. 
And I've had this happen before too. When I've been working with my lender and we get in a tough situation, a lot of times the lender will call the bank or the investor institution that is loaning the money to my, what they call borrower, I call them the buyer. And sometimes we'll have the president of the company do what we call escalate the file. To escalate the file just means everybody's sitting at work trying to figure out how to get through the day in the laziest way possible. When the big boss calls and says, get this file through, that stuff gets done. Colleen was able to get the president of the lending company to work on a first-time homebuyer's zero-money-down deal. I, I don't think I could say anything about my four years of what I've been doing that exemplifies the importance that you have for a very, very, very small group of realtors. There are 3 million licensed realtors out there and I'm gonna get sued because I'm telling everybody most of them suck. You need to, this is all gonna change in 10 years. People are gonna be buying homes online, realtors' jobs are gonna change, but for the next 10 years, you have the option. You can either choose a part-time, half-time, no-time realtor. 87% of all realtors quit in the first five years of their job. So you can either pick one of those people who's not going to be doing this down the line, or instead of spending your research on all the other things that don't matter, spend your research on finding the right team to represent you. By having the right team to represent her, Colleen help Stephanie and her husband and their two kids to both have, she had the juice to get somebody online for what the rest of the real estate industry looks at as a small potatoes buyer, a zero down payment, first time home buyer. But because she had the right person backing her, the right advocate, she was able to get a president of the lending company to make sure that this deal got through. And Colleen made sure she got it on December 22nd. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's a Christmas miracle. You can do this.